Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Rising above our limited sense of self. In this episode, Eckhart answers questions from a virtual audience around the world, including a young woman struggling with very low self-esteem. He explains intense self-criticism often originates in childhood, and he says affirmations can help, like, I am one with the power of all creation. He explains it's important to be grateful for the opportunity to heal because it pushes us to grow beyond our limited sense of self. A young man asks when to stop connecting with dysfunctional family members in his life who are pushing him to the brink. Eckhart explains, very unconscious people have no freedom of choice because they are totally controlled by their unconscious conditioning. Eckhart encourages the man to think of visits with his family as a spiritual practice. He says all of life's difficulties can be a powerful force in our journey to awakening. Hello, Eckhart. How are everyone? You are in, uh, where, where in Ireland are you? Uh, in Kilkenny, so south of Ireland around, yeah, yeah. So it's raining here now. <laughs> oh, yes. The green island, the green, right. it's why it's green. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just my question, Eckhart, I wanted to ask you um, how I can over my, overcome my constant belief that I am not good enough or stupid, as I feel this thought filters through my life in so many situations. I started a job in the last couple of months um, and every day I go in and I am afraid of getting in trouble for making mistakes and usually I do because I carry this belief and end up feeling worse because of it. It's like a vicious pattern. In my relationships I can see it too as the belief of not being good enough gives me low self-confidence and I act and behave in this way. Uh, Because of this many times I don't get respected. I would love to be able to hold my head up and be able to speak for myself and not feel worthless. An image I carried with myself for many years. Uh, can you give me any advice on this? And thanks so much. And I love your teachings. Thank you. <laughs> Quite a few people have similar belief and it often goes back to childhood. I don't know whether in your case it originates in childhood, the relationship mm. of your parents related to you, whether they often criticized you or these can often be the cause but whatever the cause may be what you're faced with is the situation right now there's already let's be grateful that one thing has already happened and that is that you are aware that that is a form of conditioning within yourself Uh, that's already again in consciousness because without the awareness 
you would completely believe that. You don't 100% believe it anymore because there is an awareness. You know that that is a form of conditioning in you. And the awareness is a, is a beginning of the ability to, to go beyond it. In practical terms, I would say there's an there's one intermediate step you can take, and then there's a, there's a more fundamental thing that you need to realize. The intermediate step is you could use certain affirmations. You can choose them yourself the, uh, to affirm that you are capable and powerful and intelligent and that you are connected to the power of consciousness itself. You are an expression. This, the, by intermediate step, I mean you use, you can use words to point you somewhere that is beyond words. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one and done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus Choose. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a, like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. And what they point to you is that your identity needs to go deep enough into consciousness itself, where this is where true self-confidence lies. I've often had questions by people about self-confidence, and that's connected also, one could say, to you. It's a, there's a lack of self-confidence. That's part of what you're describing, although you didn't use the term self-confidence, but that's an aspect of it, I'm sure, right? It's not, you, you don't have self-confidence because you think you, you might be making mistakes, you may not be good enough. So the, the confidence is lacking. And of course, in the in new age teachings, you have many approaches you can take to self-confidence. They also use sometimes affirmations that you take you, and they're not necessarily bad. The affirmations can be good, but then no, no more than the intermediate step, so that you can connect to the power of the power of life itself, the power of consciousness itself that is in you. You can, for example, say, I am one. I'm one with the power of all creation. It is within me. It is one. It, I am one with it. The power of creation is within me, and I am one with all power behind all creation. I am one with the intelligence, with universal intelligence. The consciousness that you are is the light of God shining through you. The consciousness that I am is the light of God shining through me. I am filled with the power of consciousness. Why not repeat that 
and then so that you can sense within yourself the power of consciousness itself the the true self confidence is not confidence in the in in the limitations of your personality there's something in you that transcends the personality and that is where true power lies true self confidence is faith you know there's a it's a religious or spiritual term the term faith do you have faith jesus said if you have faith you can do anything uh, you can tell a mountain move from here to there and it will move now what is faith it doesn't mean you believe in a certain story that people tell you or something like that that true faith is the awareness of power the power that is inseparable from who or what you are and true faith is you can sense that power that lies beyond your the personality beyond the person so awareness of the power is faith and the true self confidence is not you, you don't become you're not confident in your whatever abilities you may have because in some in some ways you will be better than other people in certain ways and, and not as good as other in other ways that's quite quite normal that cannot be otherwise but the awareness of the power of i call it there's a book called the power of now <laughs> it refers to that it's um if you can in ordinary situations in your daily life if you can sense that predominantly you are a presence rather than a person when you're when you're with somebody you can can you sense the presence that you are rather than who you are as a person and that is awareness of power the power of presence in you if you want occasionally to use affirmations as a signpost you can say i can sense the power of presence in me i can sense the power of presence in me you can say all the power of creation is mine to draw upon for i am one with it all the power of creation is mine to draw upon for i am one with it i am one with all the power of creation these are just words of course but they they point you to to a dimension that is beyond words so that you can feel that incredible power of life itself in you <laughs> that far transcends who or what you are as a person. And then you can go into a situation and feel totally confident, not so much as a person, but because you, you embody consciousness itself. You embody that. You are the light of the world, as Jesus said. You embody consciousness itself. And that is true self-confidence. So you have to in order to have true self-confidence you need to transcend the limited sense of self <laughs> so and then you have real self-confidence the other self-confidence is always it's not the real thing i mean you you find in this world some people have huge egos and some of these huge egos seem incredibly self-confident but if you if you could look into their inner states you can see that there's always fear underneath it. Even in the biggest ego, there's an underlying sense of fear and insufficiency. That's why they need to compensate 
and have power over others and compare themselves with others continuously. The ego is always comparing itself with others and it fears inferiority and it seeks superiority. Even if it's hidden, the ego seeks superiority, but it's very much afraid of inferiority, of being less than another. So it, it fears that. This constantly comparing yourself to others is inseparable from egoic consciousness. Every ego does that. The ego uh, is, is always, am I better or not? Where do I fit in here? And that is something that is transcended as you go beyond ego. Find other affirmations that confirm, but not affirmations that affirm the power of you as a person, but the power that is beyond the person, the, the transcendent power. And when you become still, you can sense that within yourself, there is a, a presence in you that is life itself, that is, that is consciousness itself. You can feel that, you can sense that. If you can be rooted in that, then, for example, if you are hesitant in what to say or not to say in a social situation, if you can be present, the self-consciousness disappears and you more spontaneously say or do the right thing, so that which is right, the, the, what is right for that particular situation in that particular moment. I remember when I was in my 20s, very much trapped in egoic consciousness. I was very self-conscious as the word uh, and shy, even going into a room, let's say into, were visit, visiting some people, there were five or six people sitting in a room. I knew one or two of them, the others I didn't know. There's always an enormous sense of contraction and uh, didn't know what to say and how to speak to them and uh, always hesitant. I might say the wrong thing or this person is much better looking than me. This person knows more than me. This person says, how do I fit in? It was horrible. <laughs> Every situation I went into, there was a sense of unease and anxiety and fear. And perhaps you, that anxiety, you perhaps you also feel still in certain social situations. And that is a, a part of the egoic consciousness, but you, you are on the spiritual path and you're already on your way beyond that. You have had, I can see that, you have had already moments or periods where you were con connected with the, the transcendent dimension within yourself. Now it's only a question of bringing that out even when you're engaged in the outer world, when you're engaged with people and situations in the outer world. That's the next step in your evolution. But the most fundamental thing has already happened, the connectedness with source. You have already con connected, conscious connection with source that has already happened. Now, you, that, that awareness of that connectedness with thoughts, you, you tend to lose it when you go about in social situations and work situations, then you tend to lose that sense of connectedness that you can have when, when you're alone in your room or in nature, then you have it. And when you go out, then the old forms of conditioning take you over again. 
when you're when you're relating to people and so on. And part of the your particular conditioning is to say, I'm not good enough. I'm going to make a mistake. Uh, I always make mistakes. And you can recognize that this might even come as certain thoughts in your mind that I'm not good enough. If the thoughts like that arise, it's important to recognize them as thoughts that are not true. They are conditioned thoughts in your mind. Recognize, and again, the ability to observe your inner states includes the ability to observe what particular thoughts arise in your mind and to realize that many of those thoughts are actually not true. They are conditioned thoughts that go back most probably to childhood. They are conditioned thoughts. They are not true. They are just conditioned thoughts that still survive in you. So you don't have to believe anymore if thoughts are telling you you are not good enough or that you are going to make a mistake again or whatever the thoughts say. You recognize them as just thoughts in your mind, but they're not true. I don't know, have you heard of Byron Katie, a spiritual teacher? Her main practice is to challenge or question your thoughts, especially thoughts that create suffering. And so you look at a thought and then you ask, is that true? And in, in most cases, you have to say, well, how do I know this to be true? No, it's not, it's not true. So you no longer believe in every thought that comes into your mind. That's an enormous gain in consciousness. You no longer believe in every thought that comes into your mind, especially those negative thoughts that seem to diminish you. They are all lies. <laughs> they are not true. And so you just recognize them. So you separate the thoughts you have about yourself from who or what you are. Increasingly, you become the awareness that is aware of those thoughts. And then gradually, th those thoughts will no longer have power over you and then they will gradually dissolve. Um, so that's a shift. And then you can be extremely effective in whatever work situation you are, because you're, this is an, the obstacle is no longer there, so the true power can flow through you. True power can flow into your speaking, into your actions, and then real self-confidence is there. That is not confidence in the limited abilities of you as a person, but you as and the manifestation of consciousness itself. The power of creation is in you and one with you. And then you can sense it at all times. So the limitation that you find in your life at the moment still is part of your spiritual path. Overcoming this form of mental emotional conditioning in you is part of your spiritual path. And as such, it's very important. Uh, so be grateful for it, because it is, is a motivating factor on your spiritual journey. It is important for you to go beyond that. And uh, I can see when I look at you, I can see the, the essence of who you are. And uh, I can see how loving and powerful and clear that essence is. And the rest is just fogs in your mind, old thoughts in your mind. 
so, so awareness will dispel this mental fog and then you can be who you truly are i hope that helps a little bit yeah it does Sekar. thanks very much for that it's very helpful thank you I, at least i have to go by now and i can work on it yes yes yeah. that's your practice so that is perhaps could be your main spiritual practice work on yeah. that those those situations yeah be good uh, motivator for me anyway to overcome it yeah yeah Thank thanks for time to answer it anyway Eckert. yeah thanks thanks thank you dogs are an important part of our lives and keeping them protected is a top priority especially against nasty parasites that's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Hi, Eckhart. First, I just want to say that uh, you've really saved my life and brought me out of some really dark places, and I'm very grateful. Oh, good. Thank you. My question is, how do you know if it's time to stop communicating with a troubling person in your life? Whenever I interact with my parents, my pain body is triggered. I try to use it as a spiritual practice, but I'm starting to wonder if healing can take place when my wounds keep getting reopened. Right. Um, just one or two questions for you. I assume you are, you're not living with your parents anymore. My parents are divorced, so I'm living with my mom and stepdad, but I'm not, the parents I'm talking about are my dad and stepmom. Right. So your dad and stepmother, you, you visit them occasionally? I'm no longer speaking to them, but I, I did used to visit them. Right. Well, many people have uh, similar dilemmas of uh, um, the question is, to what extent is uh, it possible for you to practice presence when you are with people with whom you share a lot of past and who trigger certain emotional reactions in you? Uh, the question is, should you continue to consider this a spiritual practice? Or is the situation so toxic? Or are the people so unconscious and toxic that you need to remove yourself and no longer engage and perhaps reconnect with them when you feel more deeply rooted in presence or awareness? It requires wisdom to know whether to pursue, to continue to pursue the relationship. In many cases, it can be very helpful 
to regard it as a spiritual practice. And when you go, when you meet with parents or other family members, when many people get together around the table, and it can be a very joyful occasion, but for others, it is the old conflicts arise again, and the old personal negative interactions arise, pain bodies get triggered, and so on. It's always good to try as much as you can. If there's a person with whom you share, or parents, or one parent, or parent and a another they might have remarried again which is always a more difficult situation often the more difficult situation anybody who asks themselves this question i would recommend that you maybe you have already done that i recommend that you experiment with are you able to regard your interaction when you go there visit them are you able to regard this interaction as a spiritual practice and and to what extent to what extent are you able to stay present while you're interacting you may not need to want to go very frequently if it's very difficult but only when whenever the occasion arises when the certain thanksgiving or whatever the occasion may be or you go from time to time you visit them and you realize before you go this is my spiritual practice. Now, you may be able to stay present. It may be a struggle. Or each time you go, you may lose presence. Because the there's so much past that gets triggered in you that it obscures the arising presence in you. So if you find that, that every time you go, no matter how hard you try, you lose presence, then it would be better not to go there at least for a while until you become more deeply rooted in that state of consciousness. And even then, it could be that those people are so unconscious and toxic, maybe there has been physical violence or whatever it may be, it could be that even when you become more deeply rooted, you may still not want to reconnect, that is possible. But internally, what happens internally is very important, so that you do not carry residues of resentment within yourself about them. That is part of your spiritual evolution, that ultimately uh, accumulated resentment that you have towards these people in your life with whom you share a lot of past, that needs to and will dissolve in the arising of presence. Even if the people are very, very toxic and very extremely unconscious to the point of physical violence or abuse, then in that case, you may not want to reconnect even as you become really present. But what needs to arise is the recognition that what they did, they acted according to their level of unconsciousness because no human being can act beyond their level of consciousness. Very unconscious people have no freedom of choice because they are totally run by their unconscious conditioning. Jesus used the expression, (laughs) when Jesus said to his followers, uh, he promised them, freedom you will the truth will make you free you'll become free 
and the, the disciples said, but we are nobody's slave. Why, why are you saying we will become free? We are nobody's slave. No, and he said, no, you are the slaves of sin. Now sin, if your deep understanding of sin is dysfunctional behavior due to unconsciousness. So sin is deep unconsciousness. The original meaning of the word as it's used in the Bible in the New Testament is missing the mark. You miss the mark of human existence. To miss the like an archer, you miss the target. You miss the mark, which means the, the purpose of human existence is to become conscious and to awaken in consciousness. The meaning of sin is you miss the mark, which means it's the purpose of human life. You remain unconscious. So you are the slaves of unconsciousness. That's really what Jesus was saying. So these very unconscious people who perhaps perpetrated violence or other transgressions upon other people, or you, as you become more and more, more present, you recognize that they were the slaves of their own unconsciousness. And they did it because they were, they were not, there was not sufficient consciousness in them. And when you recognize that, you may not return and reconnect with them, but internally something happens which we could call, call forgiveness, because then you realize they couldn't help it, and then forgiveness happens internally, so that you don't carry inside you a sense of a grievance. Any grievance that you carry within yourself would become an obstacle to the full arising of presence. Any grievance you carry towards another human being is a is an obstacle that is still in you. That's why, and forgiveness isn't something that you actually kind of need to do. It's, it's something that happens as presence arises. Forgiveness becomes easier and easier, and eventually, it happens by the last bit goes away by itself. One could even say that there's nothing. Ultimately, there's nothing to forgive. But you can only say that when you're really present, not something to believe in. When you're really present, you see there is nothing to forgive. They did, they couldn't, they couldn't do otherwise. Sometimes the people ask me, does it mean people are not responsible for what they do? Yes, that's what it means. Very unconscious people are not responsible for what they do. And then people say, well, so that doesn't sound right. If we, if we do not hold people responsible for their, their transgressions and their whatever they perpetrated, but that, that doesn't seem to be right. Well, on the one hand, they are not responsible for what they do. On the other hand, it is a universal law of human evolution that every human being has to suffer the consequences of their own unconsciousness. You could call that karma, what you want to. They have to suffer the consequences of their own unconsciousness. And usually that whatever they do to others, eventually they suffer. And by experiencing the consequences of their, in some people, people may go to prison because they, maybe they killed somebody or they perpetrated abuse and violence or whatever they did because they couldn't help it. And then they suffer the consequences, but it's not just prison, but it could be prison. They suffer the consequences of their own unconsciousness. And when that happens, the possibility arises for awakening. Because the suffering that ultimately you create, potentially, 
becomes the motivating force forces you into an awakening and that applies to humanity as a whole also because virtually all the problems that humanity is facing in this world now are due to human unconsciousness all this whatever on whatever level you look actions are done in a state of unconsciousness and so on a collective level the suffering that humans are creating collectively also potentially will bring about yes it will bring about suffering on a collective level and potentially it will bring about an awakening the suffering awakens people and the suffering was created by the human ego ego is unconsciousness so ego creates suffering and suffering ultimately awakens you <laughs> So the ego has built into itself a self-destruct mechanism. The ego creates dysfunction. Dysfunction creates suffering. And the suffering brings about the end of the ego and an awakening. <laughs> so the, the ego has, there's a self-destruct mechanism built into the human ego on an individual level and a collective level. <laughs> so if you take a higher viewpoint, no matter whether you look at it on individual or collective level, if you take a higher viewpoint, you see the suffering that is now being experienced increasingly on collectively on the planet is also part of the awakening of human consciousness. On its own level, it looks bad, but there are different levels of, of looking at things. What is bad on one level may be perfectly fine on a higher level. For example, I've met many people who've said if if I hadn't suffered this or that, in some people it was a serious illness, it was an accident, it was great loss, something bad. So they came to me and said, if I had not suffered this, I would never have understood what you're talking about. And I would not have awakened if I had not faced death in that situation or lost everything I had. If I hadn't experienced this bad situation, I would not have awakened at all. I've heard that many times from people. So this works individually and collectively. It doesn't mean we do not we do not say that a situation that is conventionally called bad, we do not suddenly say, oh, it's not really bad, it's good. No, on its own level, it's bad. From a higher perspective, it's part of the evolution of human consciousness. So we don't need to mix up the levels. We still need to recognize something bad as bad. Violence perpetrated by humans on other humans, genocide, all those things are pretty bad, really bad. You could say evil on this level. You can't deny that. But then if you look from a higher level, even that is part of the evolution of human consciousness and ultimately the essence of each human being is immortal and so that suddenly you say oh but it's not if it's just a belief it doesn't really work you need to realize deeply within yourself that which transcends all that happens in this dimension here but it's part of the evolution so coming back to the individual relating to humans uh, that are difficult with whom you share a lot of past try to make it into a spiritual practice 
if it's impossible, after a few, quite a few tries, and you find every time you get triggered, you get unconscious, you won't have it, then it may be good for a while to remove yourself and become more deeply rooted in presence. And then you will know whether it's time to reconnect or whether you may not want to reconnect. And yet internally, a letting go happens so that there's no accumulation of resentment anymore. And when there's no accumulation of resentment anymore, it may even be possible to go into very toxic environment. Uh, it has, I've, I've met people who are able to do that. They went back to their abuser and were able to be, to just interact with them, perhaps visiting them in prison, one or two cases, visit the perpetrator in prison and speak and listen. And in exceptional cases, this has happened. And it's wonderful when it does happen, but only you can know whether that is something that is right for you to do. And only the presence in you, through the presence in you, we will know what is right. Wisdom is, is what is needed for you to realize what is right for you in any given situation. So you're telling me that at the moment you are not, you're not visiting them anymore. And that may be the right thing for you to do at the moment. And as you become more deeply rooted in presence, see how you feel in a little, whenever that may be. And then you reconsider the situation and you may feel that I'm strong enough to walk back in or not. Only time will show what is right for you. So uh, normally I don't give specific advice to people about what to do in a particular situation, but I've basically just given you a choice, a choice of things of what you might do. So thank you. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease, plus it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a... Like a good neighbor... Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.